Hi, it's Matt. Just before we start the show, I want to tell you about a great live event I've got coming up on the 27th of March. To celebrate 600 episodes of Recruiting Future, I'm going to be hosting a live Ask Me Anything webinar. This is your chance to pick my brain on anything you like, including market trends and predictions, the impact of AI on recruiting, skills-based hiring, the changing role of recruiters, podcasting tips, or even my favourite Scottish tourist destinations and whiskies. Literally, ask me anything. I'll also be joined by some surprise special guests who'll be adding their perspectives to the conversation. You can sign up now by going to mattalder.me slash AMA. That's mattalder.me slash AMA. And I really look forward to seeing you there. That web address one last time. mattalder.me slash AMA. Support for this podcast comes from Social Referral from Broadbean. Social Referral is the automated and seamless workflow for employee referral. Recognise and reward employees for referring friends and connections to current jobs. Spread the good word about your employment brand and attract top talent to your business. With Social Referral, recruiters and employees can share, engage and are rewarded instantly. Ignite your employee referral programme with Social Referral from Broadbean. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 26 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Tech recruitment is an extremely hot topic at the moment, and for this week's interview, I wanted to get a broader European perspective on the issues. My guest is Ina Bulmer, Head of HR and Talent Acquisition at Good Game Studios in Germany. Good Game Studios are currently the fastest growing employer in the gaming industry in Europe, and they have some very innovative approaches to ensuring they get the talent they want. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Recruiting Future podcast interview. My guest this morning is Ina Bormer from Good Game Studios. Hi, Ina. How are you? Good morning, man. How are you? Yes, I'm, I'm very good. It's a, it's a sunny day uh, up in Scotland where I am today. What's the, what's the weather like in Germany? Well, it was great until up, I think about half an hour ago. Now it starts to rain. Ah, hope okay. It, yeah, hope you didn't bring the rain. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't my fault, um, I assure you. Um, so could you just give us a little bit um, of, of context on your, on your background and uh, what your role is at Good Game Studios? Yes, be happy to do that. Um, well, originally I'm a computer scientist. So I studied computer science a long time ago, I must admit. And um, I did that, uh, was into computer science for about 11 or 12 years. So I did programming and uh, in the end I was the lead for the whole development of our small software company. Um, but from, from, uh, from there on I started to go into the headhunting business. Um, and I did that for another 12 or 13 years on a self-employed basis. So, uh, but I stick still stick to the um, technology. So for big companies like Microsoft, Oracle, uh, NetApp, EMCs or the storage, uh, Dell computers, 
And um, the last uh, seven years or yeah, seven years more or less, um, I was pretty much into Dell um, as a headhunter still. And then I switched to the Deutsche Telekom, where I was in charge for the recruiting there. Um, and um, after approximately four years, I um, went to Microsoft, um, and there was the um, um, recruiting uh, talent acquisition lead. That's how we call it, talent acquisition lead and uh, human resources marketing there. Okay. And um, there, then I received a, um, a call from um, a headhunting agency that asked me to maybe consider um, Good Game Studios. Where at first I said, Good Game Studios, never heard of it, so no. <laughs> but then um, really got uh, to know Good Game Studios better. And yes, um, I ended up uh, joining Good Game Studios um, at about 10 months ago now. And um, it was a pretty exciting time. So I moved from actually from Munich to Hamburg, where I'm now. And now um, after a couple of weeks, um, where I was at first in charge of the um, um, talent acquisition, uh, just like as micro at Microsoft, um, now I'm the head of human resources. So it's um, yeah more or less responsible for HR and talent acquisition. Thank you. Thanks for um, thanks for giving us the background there. And for uh, listeners who might not be familiar with uh, Good Game Studios, could you tell us a bit about um, you know uh, who, who they are and, and what they what they do? Of course, uh, Good Game Studios is only six years old, so we used to be a startup, um, and uh, right now we are more than uh, twelve hundred employees, more or less thirteen hundred employees in six years only. So we're Germany's largest employer in the gaming industry, um, and um, we um, are a, a gaming a gaming company who produces mobile and browser games. Uh, and actually, we are Europe's fastest growing company and also the most successful in that industry. Wow, that sounds like um, it's uh, it will have been an, uh, it's an exciting place to uh, exciting place to be. Then, um, so in terms of um, sort of you know tech recruitment the people that you're looking for in the in the in the german market um i'm presuming um like there are in the uk um and indeed in the us there are um there there is there are skill shortages what 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 are the skill shortages like in tech in the german market and what problems do they do they cause um well um as a tech company um which who is active in the fast moving consumer market it's really important to have the right set of skills but um, as, as we are looking for more or less the same um, skills that a lot of technical uh, tech companies in the technical market are looking for, of course, it's not that easy. But as we are looking for, for skills globally, we still have not run into problems. Um, we're looking for the best people there. And that's more what, what causes us a little, I wouldn't say problem, but um, which is, an, um, uh, yeah, which, which, really makes it makes it a little bit uh, difficult for us and and um, leads us to to having to think about new ideas how to really approach those people but but even more how to really get them to to um, move to to relocate to Germany okay and what uh, you know what sort of particular strategies do you uh, you you put in place to do that to persuade um, the best people to to join you and um, you know if necessary um, uh, relocate what what kind of um, uh, strategies and tactics have you have you put in place to to make that work? 
I think the biggest or uh, the most important strategies that we have is that we have it we call it like a, a really good recruiting cycle. So we start to to do everything in-house from the very beginning. So we do not outsource anything because we think we're we're very flexible and faster than um, if that, compared to to if we do it um, uh, with um, with other um, just looking for the English word um, recruitment agencies. Yeah, yeah, recruiting agencies or other suppliers. Thank you very much. That's okay. Um, but I think I think the strategy is that we really know the work, the markets globally. So um, our sources, we have a pretty big sourcing team right now. Um, it consists about uh, 25 people that do nothing nothing than sourcing whole, the, the whole world. And for example, we know where all the flashers sit, or uh, which companies have the best Unity programmers, etc. So they really know the market pretty well. And they have a great, great network. So we approach the candidates no matter uh, if we have a position right now or if we have maybe one in two or three months time. And we try to contact them pretty early. And um, the, the people like our story. They want to be, they want to become a, a part of our success story. Um, so they, they like talking to us. And uh, I don't tell you any secrets if I tell you that we have a really big response rate of about 60%. If we okay. talk to people in the business networks and people that are really um, uh, know that business, know that that's a, a big, big number, and that interest rate lies somewhere between 40, uh, yeah, about 40% more or less. So that's really, really good. And um, when we approach those people, then after the first interview, when we think that that person is really a very good potential candidate, um, we already include our onboarding team. So um, after the first interview, our onboarding team um, gets to know the candidate and ask them questions like, um, would you would you move uh, with your family? Do you have a family? In which kind of um, um, uh, per, in which kind of status in your level in your career are you right now? Would you move on your own or with your family? What's important for you? Do you have kids? Um, what is the age of those kids, um, etc.? So we really know. Um, after that first interview that if that candidate wants to join us, what we have to do, because it gets more and more important, especially if you look for senior people, that you don't, you don't only care for them, but for their family. Um, and you have to make sure that they, the kids get a good education here in Germany, for example, um, and which we recommend them the, the appropriate school, depending on the languages that they have, depending on the age, of course. So we really take care of the candidate very, very upfront. Okay, that's. Uh, I think that's really interesting. That's uh, um, obviously certainly an excellent, um, an excellent approach. Do, do you think that sort of that that personal touch and that that focus on um, uh, on the family is a is a kind of a big motivation for you being successful in recruiting these people? I mean, what do you think the um, what do you think the sort of key key things that influence people to uh, come and work for you uh, would, would would be? Um, I think the, the salary and benefits and all the, the, the I would say it's it's basic stuff. I mean, it has to be correct. It has to be right. The people has have have to um, uh, get a good salary and all the benefits. But I think the most important is that they that they feel that they fit to our culture and that we really have that personal touch. Um, we get so many letters from candidates 
that joined us, but also um, candidates that haven't joined us for whatever personal reason, um, that they really felt like they were were employees from the very beginning. So they really understood that that we took care of them, that we cared about them. And um, yes, the family is a huge part of them. For example, we have um, just recently hired uh, a couple. Uh, I think it already happened two times. So um, the, the, per the candidate that we had said, well, uh, my, my wife or my, my, my spouse or my partner um, also would like to join me. And don't you have a, uh, a job for, for him or her? And in one case, we actually had. They were, came from the same business. And in another case, we knew that it was a teacher and we have a, a close um, cooperation collaboration with a school here, with an international school. And they're always looking for teachers from all, all over the world. We know oh, okay. that. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so then we could just, you know, then we didn't hire that um, that uh, partner, but uh, we made sure that um, the partner had a contact to that school. So, um, yes, I think it's a very, very big motivator. And on the same uh, side, sometimes it happens. We have a great candidate and everything seems to fit. But then the partner says, no, I don't want to move. Right, because okay. yeah, for for family. So I think yes, it's one of the motivators, especially when it comes to foreign employees. What what percentage um, of uh, of of your employees have to have to have to relocate? Is is most of your hiring done outside? Um, you know, outside where you're based. What's the what's the sort of split? Uh, right now, we have about 30, 30 to 30% um, percent of international um, employees. And if you look at the, I just have to look at my, my September numbers. Okay. Uh, hold on, because they're really, really interesting. Um, to give you an idea of what we hired so far. Um, in September, 80% uh, of the candidates that, we, that are starting uh, actually come from 21 different nations. Wow. Um, so 80% foreign candidates, uh, 21 different nations. And we're having 37 house searches. So we're looking for accommodations together with them. <laughs> and we care for 22 um, work permits. So this gives you a pretty good idea of what we do, actually. And yes, uh, that we already have a global, um, uh, yeah, a global and international company, although we're mostly um, located in Hamburg. Thank you for sharing those numbers. That's uh, that's really, really interesting. Um, just you mentioned that you kind of got a large um, a large team of sources, and uh, you know there are a lot of sort of uh, tools and, and technologies and, and things coming onto the market to help with uh, you know to help with uh, to help with recruiting. Um, you know, what's your view on um, the tools that are available? Is there anything that you, that you use that's particularly successful, um, or you know, do, do do the sources kind of rely on their own experience to um, find the candidates you're looking for um well there are of course a lot of platforms where we're looking at um like projects or for arts people of course we look at the art portfolios so there are a lot of of platforms that we use but to be honest that we rely mostly on the expertise of our sources uh, we train them they use things like of course the normal boolean search they really use x-ray search um, to get hold of people um, that you don't, don't don't see that maybe don't um, have a very good um, profile in LinkedIn or business uh, other business platforms. Um, so so we try to find them uh, using Boolean searches and X-ray searches more or less. Um, but the network is really important. Um, we loot, we have a lot of internal referrals as well. We, okay. 
we just ramped up our internal referral um, to about 25 to 30%. And these are really the most successful referrals that we have. Interesting. That's uh, yeah. That's uh, that's definitely quite an impressive, uh, quite an impressive number. Um, it, 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 one of the, one of the reasons that that, that that we're talking today is that you're talking at the um, HR Tech World Congress in October. Um, what what are you sort of particularly looking forward to um, about that event? Is there anyone anyone you want to hear from? Um, any ideas you're sort of interested in um, in, in in being discussed in in Paris in October? Um, yes, of course. First of all, of course, this is a very good platform to, to, first of all, discuss with other professionals, but to learn and share as well. And what I'm really interested in is looking more into people analytics, because what, what I will share with the others is um, to really look at the whole recruiting cycle and to really have an idea where to use which tool or just which te- technique. And for example, just to give you an example, what we're really doing right now is um, we're using the people analytics more or less only in the recruiting um, things. So we're looking at the whole funnel, trying to find out where the gap is. For example, right now we have lots and lots of really good interviews. So the hiring managers really like what we're delivering, but then there's a gap uh, to the hires. So somewhere in between, between something seems to miss out. Um, so that's what we look at. But um, also uh, we use people analytics to um, have, a, have an idea or to, 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 let's say, steer the candidate manager or the recruiters because they get like, an, like an, a, a small um, light system. It's just like, like green, red and yellow, um, which shows uh, from the candidate perspective, uh, when was the candidate last touch? touched and why maybe there wasn't a feedback of the two uh, um, uh, candidates profile which we forwarded to a hiring manager maybe less let's say for a week or so so we're setting up SLAs and KPIs for us but as well as the, as the managers so when should they give feedback and when should we come back to the candidate again so a candidate turns red whenever one of those SLAs is not met. Okay, that's um, that's that's really interesting. So the uh, candidate experience is a um, is obviously a very important um, a very important part of what you do. Yes, we switched. Um, first of all, I think for the last half year or so, we looked at you know we just tried to fill the positions as fast as we could. Right now, the focus is of course still on recruiting and getting the right people. But we think it's more important that um, we get the best candidate. And I don't have to tell you, you're an expert as well. Um, you lose candidates so quickly if you don't care, take care of them, if they don't feel um, uh, treated respectfully. And uh, we try to get to get back to them, even though maybe we might not have a new status on something. But we just keep them informed and say, well, there's not a new status. but And they like that because some at, at, on their side, it's not about... Be, be ha- um, having the, the fastest recruiting process it's the most transparent one and the one where you're really treated res- being re- treated respectfully and that's what we try to achieve uh, that makes a that makes a lot of sense so uh, sort of fi- finally what's uh, what's next for you guys what um, what are the next 12 months um, uh, what are the next 12 months look like what are you what's on your kind of uh, horizon in your on your pipeline um, the pipeline is first to to really um, ensure the people analytics part for all the stake um, the stakeholders for example the hiring managers what do they want to see etc because and we have to do that on our own because I haven't maybe you do but I haven't yet um, uh, known a single recruiting tool that is perfect so um, what's perfect for us is if they have a 
really good interface uh, where we can do our own stuff and try to analyze. So um, yeah, the pipeline for the next 12 months is to really to get a good um, steering tool, uh, which is made by our, of our own um, for the different stakeholders, um, recruiters, candidate management, sourcers, and of course the management and the, the hiring managers. That's the one thing. But also, apart from recruiting, um, we're going to look at the retention because now, you know, we're in a critical phase. We're six years old. And um, if we don't um, have good opportunities for employees, of course, then they might leave. So um, we want we don't want to get into the status where that happens. So up front, as we do in the recruiting as well, we try to good, find good ideas to uh, to really have a good retention system. Ina, thank you very much for talking to me. You're welcome, Matt. My thanks to Ina Borma. My thanks also to the guys at HR Tech World Congress for their help in arranging the interview. Their event is taking place in Paris in October, and you can find out more at hrtechcongress.com. For show notes and past episodes of this podcast, please go to www.rfpodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the mailing list there and find out more about me on the Work With Matt Alder page. You can, of course, subscribe to the podcast itself on iTunes and also on Stitcher. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.